Chad and Jay Mansbridge here, lead pastors of Bayside Church International, based here on the south coast of South Australia. Our great passion as a church is to help people to know Jesus and to demonstrate His love, truth and life in everything that we do. We hope you enjoyed today's message. How are we doing this morning, Bayside? I like a little bit of audience interaction. We're good. Welcome to all the live streamers as well. If you're at home, uh, we pray that God speaks into your situation today. See, the thing is, yeah, what's my point? Well, I was just going to say, you know, like, see, being operations manager here means that I have to bring my own pulpit up. No, no one's there to do it for me. So, uh, <laughs> but it builds the muscles. It builds the muscles. They've been flailing over the years, so, all right. Who knows that sometimes as humans, we like to make simple things a little bit complex. We like to complicate things. There can be something easy and we'll make it complex. And sometimes the most profound, important pieces of information can be so simple, but so complex, like grace. Anyway, I think it can be. (laughs) So today I want to touch on something that's been on my heart that is so simple, but sometimes we can make it so complex. So are you ready for a truth injection today? Come on. Come on. Let's get some truth. See, 2010, I was young and fresh-faced. I mean, if, if I say so myself, I was a male Adonis. Like, I would look into the mirror. I was doing my apprenticeship, so my muscles were building. And some things were going really well in my life. I had just married the girl of my dreams. I tell you what, she took my attention from the first moment I saw her. And I had just married her. We had... Oh, come on, I can go on a little bit longer, surely. All right. So I had just married... I did not have a mullet, not yet. So I had just married the girl of my dreams. We had just poured a slab for a house that we were looking forward to build and make into a home. Had I known that my kids would run around like they do now and wear me out, well, maybe, you know, not looking forward to it so much, but I do love it because they're a joy. (laughs) We were living in a beach shack. I had the sea breeze whipping my face every morning, and it was delightful. We had just bought a, a new car to us. It was an Italian Alpha 156. It had beautiful yellow leather seats. Every time I hopped into it, it smelt delicious. And it went as well. It was fun to drive and it was good to look at. And then I fell ill. Do you know, sometimes life isn't easy. Sometimes life can throw us a curveball. And it can come out of nowhere and surprise us. Two years ago, there was a curveball thrown when we all ended up in lockdown for this uh, COVID-19 that we'd never heard of before, a pandemic. None of us in this room have, have lived through a pandemic before, right? Well, now we've started to. Life threw us a curveball. But one thing remains the same. So I found myself in a hospital bed, high dependency ward. Nurses would come in at all hours of the night. They would give me different medication every time because they were trying to figure out what was working and what wasn't. Nothing was working, mind you. Uh, You know, the second time I was in, uh, 
you know, uh, I was in there for two months, high dependency, nurses coming in, trying new medication, but one thing remained the same. After months of trial and error with a little bit of success, I was in excruciating pain one night and I was really feeling it. And I said, God, look, just do what you need to. If I need to go, just take me now. And God said to me, Caleb, I've got you. I've already healed you. It was at that point that I knew that he had me. Let's pray. Father God, I just ask that your presence would permeate us this morning. That as we hear the word of God, we will be reinforced that you have us. That you have us through our whole life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. It's funny because, you know, this, this thing of going through stuff is not just for us. You know, the characters of the Bible, they went through stuff as well. They went through seasons of plenty. They went through seasons of not much. They went through seasons of victory. They went through seasons of pressing into God. Seasons of need, seasons of hurt, seasons of ups and downs. This is true with many biblical characters. Moses, his parents were in between a rock and a hard place. They didn't know what was going to happen. And in fact, all firstborns needed to be killed at that stage. So they placed him in a basket and placed him amongst the reeds in faith that God had him. Pharaoh's daughter came along and sweeped him up out of it and then took him to the house and he grew up in the house of a king. Ups and downs. Ups and downs. Joseph, being young and full of himself, we've all been there, his character didn't match his gift, did it? Betrayed by the people who should love him the most, his brothers put him in a hole, hoping to kill him and then decided that they were going to put him into slavery. You know, there would have been some real uncomfortable nights in the desert as he was walking to Egypt. There would, he might, may have had boils on his feet. It would have been a hard slog. It would have been freezing at night. And you don't give slaves a blanket, do you? You just let them sit out in the weather and in the elements. Ups and downs. He eventually ended up being, you know, prime minister, second in charge of what he was doing. King David, the youngest in the family. Ha, 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 ha. Have we all been there? I have. Who's the youngest here? Give me a show of hands. There's a few, there's a few, and all the older ones are just like, ha, 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 <laughs> He was shifted out to the back paddock to look after his father's sheep. He ended up defeating a giant, then running from a king who wanted his life. He then became king. And then he ended up praising God in the nude. (laughs) Almost the nude. God had him. God had him. The thing is, God never failed the Bible heroes. And so the same goes for us. He will never fail us. Even though we go through the same seasons, I want you to know this morning that God has you. God has every single one of you in this place this morning. See, he is so in control that he had us before we were born. If you've got your Bibles here, you can turn eventually 
to Ephesians 1.4. It says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us. Galatians 1.15, but even before I was born, God chose me and call, called me by his marvelous grace. He had us before we were born. So what does that look like in reality, in today, in today's society? I want you to know that point one, God has your yesterday. God has your yesterday. God has your yesterday. Whatever that looks like. Ephesians 1, 4, 5 says, Even before he made the world, God loved us and he chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. The gospel in its all its entirety, the good news that he chose us in Christ, means that he's got your past, however ugly it may be. Oh, but you don't know, Caleb. You don't know the things that I used to do. You don't know how I used to uh, talk to people. You don't know how I used to treat my parents. I kicked a dog once. That's horrific. You don't know what I think. The things that go through my mind, sometimes the, th- the thoughts that go through there, you don't know how I used to manipulate people to get what I wanted. That time I stole a cookie. It was delicious. But the good news today is that God has got you. He doesn't remember the things of your past. A couple of scriptures that reinforce this is Hebrews 10.17 says, He keeps no record of right or wrong. It's wiped, it's clean, it's disappeared, it's gone. He's got you today. Jeremiah 31.34 And I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. Woo! Mic drop moment. I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. Micah 7.19, you will trampen our sins under feet and you will throw them in the depths of the ocean. Do you know that only 5% of the ocean has actually been discovered? And 70% of the world is water? You're definitely not going to find your, find your uh, sins in there because, you know, that, they're gone. So, that, you know, because the good news for all people today is that he's got you he's got you yesterday you may have had a rough childhood oh i've had some lonely nights i don't think i can ever get over how how i was treated he's got you i was bullied i was picked on he's got you my parents were always disappointed i didn't feel like i could get their approval he's got you matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. He's got you. He's got your yesterday because he keeps no record of our past. Do you know where I'm going with this? Are you sure? He's got you today. He's got you today. Who would have known? Cast all your cares on him, says 1 Peter 5, 7. So you may be like me, you might uh, get involved in things and get your head into a tizzy and sometimes your mind is going a million miles an hour. Uh, You know, what should I do to further my life? Am I making enough money? Have I checked the tyres today? Have I turned the oven off? Ours doesn't matter. Ours is a fire oven. We live in the 1800s. (laughs) 
have I done the washing? Have I called the grandkids? Have I let them know that I'm not going to be there on, on, uh, on, on the weekend to see them perform in, in that play? You know, we can, we can get so involved in day-to-day life that it gets us down, it frustrates us, and we can get anxious, can't we? But the good news is he's got you today. We find that life has pressure, and sometimes the pressure doesn't seem to stop. One of the biggest needs that's sweeping our nation at the moment is anxiety and depression. You know, 4.8 million Australians had mental or behavioural condition, which increased by 18% in one year. That was 2015. Yeah, so it was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 3.2 million Australians had anxiety and it increased in 11%. I looked up stats earlier and percentage of people that are seeking help for mental health today has gone up by 50% since 2019. But God, but God, but God has our today. Philippians 4.6. Philippians 4.6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Whoa, that's some truth this morning. It's hard to worry from a place of gratitude, isn't it? You know, when you're thankful, when you're thankful for things that God is doing in your life, I'm not worrying about yesterday or tomorrow. I'm thinking about how good God is in my life. He's got you. 1 Peter 5, 7, give all your worries and your cares to God. Hebrews 13, 5, he will never leave you nor forsake you. He's got you today. See, David had to do this when he was getting in his own head. This stuff has been around for centuries. A little bit of background. So David was, uh, you know, fighting Saul and he was running from him at this stage and he had just found out that Saul had actually gone through his camp and obliterated everything and taken the people that he loves and he'd taken the people that he loves from his soldiers as well and now his soldiers were talking about turning on him and getting rid of him that's a pretty dark place when everything looks like it's caving it went like this David was now in great danger because all his men were very, very bitter about losing their sons and daughters and they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. If David can do it, we can do it today. Today, we can find strength in the Lord our God. Amen? Amen. So that means when the challenges of today face us, When we hear of new restrictions and it brings up that anxiety in us, we can strengthen ourselves in God because he's got us. He's got you. He's got you yesterday and he's got you today. I'm preaching to me. This is... This is good truth, and I've gone through it about 16 times. So, you know, like, it's just reinforcing me time and time again. He's got your tomorrow. Not only does he have your yesterday, he's got your today, but he's got your tomorrow, and he's had it from the beginning of time. Matthew 6.26 paints us a picture about the birds didn't even worry. Look at the birds. 
They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for our heavenly Father feeds them, and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't worry or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And God, if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that they are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly take care of you. He will certainly take care of you. This whole time I've been ex- establishing, building, if you will, a picture that God's got you, that he's had you. He's got you yesterday, he's got you today, he's got you tomorrow. See, there was a time that Moses, Moses has been talked about this morning, hasn't he? That Moses wasn't sure who had him. But he discovered it when he was in the desert and he saw a burning bush. He was standing on holy ground and he said, and, and God was saying, look, I want you to go into this land and I want you to take your people out and save them from the Israelites. We all know the story. And he said, who should I say that you are? God said, tell them, I am who I am. So who is this great I am that was the God of Moses? I am Elohim. He's my creator. I am El Shaddai. He is my supplier. I am Jireh, my provider. All your needs, he's got it covered. All these names of God, he's got it covered. I am Rapha, my healer. I know I've needed that a few times in my life. And I am Malkadesh, my sanctifier. He sanctifies us. If Mal could please come up. Exodus 3.14 says, I am who I am. So this can also mean I will be who I will be. So how do we apply this to our lives? Well, I will be your help in time of need, God says. He says, I will be your deliverer. He says, I will be your hope. I will be your shelter. He's got you today. When the rain comes down heavy, I will keep you safe. I will meet your needs and I will hold you close. I will comfort you. I've got your yesterday, your today and your tomorrow. I've got you. I've got your work situation. I've got your home life. I've got all your worries. I've got your relationships. I've got your marriage. And I've got your health. I've got your eternity. I've got your eternity. Come on. Not only does he have our yesterday, our today, our tomorrow, but he's got our eternity in mind as well. And he's always had it in mind. See, God knew that we would continually fall short of his standards because he is perfect. And his expectations are as well. And I know that you're not perfect. I know that I'm not perfect. As much as I tell myself in the mirror, definitely not perfect. See, the things that are below God's standards, they're called sins. The Bible says that the payment for sin is death. We all had a death sentence on our head. And because we aren't perfect and we have sinful nature, He had to provide a way that we could be able to have relationship with him again. 
He had to provide a way that we could have relationship with him again. And he sent his blameless son, Jesus, to be tempted, go through all the things that we go through and to feel human, to feel pain, to worry, to cry sometimes, to lose loved ones. Like a bridge, if you will, Jesus, who was perfect, took all our sins and he nailed them to the cross so that when God looks at us, he sees his blameless son. He sees his blameless son. Now, because of him, you have eternal life because you don't have to pay the price anymore because it's been paid. Let's revisit Ephesians 1.4. That was read at the start. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. He's got our eternity as well. He loved us so much that he has our eternity in mind as well as our yesterday, our today and our tomorrow. He's got you. So today, I want to open up this room. We've had an amazing worship time. We've had some words which were spot on. And I'd love for us to just let God move because there is a lot of uncertainty right now. There's a lot of changes that happen so quickly. And I'd really love for us to settle and rest and sit at the feet of Jesus this morning and really give this week, this month, this year to him and know that he's got us. So you may have a yesterday that you're not proud of, that you're ashamed of, and that keeps popping its ugly little head up and reminds you of how you used to be. He's got you this morning. You may have no direction today. You may be a little bit worried. He's got you. You may be worried about the future and what it may bring, what's hiding around the corner. He's got you. Jesus, we thank you for your presence, Lord. We thank you that you have us today. We thank you that you have us today. Yes, Father God. If you don't know Jesus yet, I want to encourage you that he's got you today as well. You might not have heard much about him, but 2,000 years ago, God sent his son to be the perfect sacrifice so that we may have life in him. The price is paid for you today. If that's you, if you're watching online or if you're in this house here, just say these words with me. God, I trust you. I declare that Jesus is Lord and I want to know you more. In Jesus' name.
hope you've enjoyed today's message. Remember to check us out at baysidechurch.org.au. And of course, if you're ever in the area, please pop in and say good day. Bye.